Hello and welcome to the Illinois Association of Park Districts Parkcast. I'm Wayne Utterback, Director of Communications and Digital Content, and I'm delighted today to be joined by Champaign County Forest Preserve District Executive Director, Mary Ellen Walner. Thank you so much for joining us, Mary Ellen. Well, thank you for having me, Wayne. Now, uh, I want to talk about a few different subjects uh, today and have just a brief little conversation with you, but I, I always like to start off by just asking a little bit about, uh, can I get an overview of your Forest Preserve District and what are some of the things that make it unique? Okay, sure. Um, so the Champaign County Forest Preserve District has about 4,000 acres of land. Uh, we have seven uh, large forest preserves um, and then several remote, you know, sort of smaller areas. Uh, we opened our first uh, forest preserve in 1948 on a small, relatively small tract of land here in Muhammad, Illinois, which is uh, where I am today. It's a forest preserve called Lake of the Woods. Um, and we've been adding land as, as possible um, ever since. So um, we have a, a wonderful museum, an accredited museum, one of just a few of those uh, accredited museums in downstate Illinois, which we're very proud of, the Museum of the Grand Prairie. Uh, we have a 18-hole uh, golf course, uh, Audubon certified golf course here also at Lake of the Woods. We have a wonderful nature center, the Homer Lake Interpretive Center, which is located across the county uh, at our Homer Lake Forest Preserve. Um, and of course we have, you know, miles of hiking trails. We have the Kickapoo Rail Trail, which is a, a converted uh, re abandoned railroad corridor that's uh, slowly being converted to a multi-use recreational trail. Uh, it's another project that we're very proud of. It's the first of its kind in this region. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, you know, we're out here on the, you know, uh, surrounded by a lot of corn and bean fields, um, but there's a lot more here in Champaign County because we have these wonderful uh, forest preserves for, for people to visit. Excellent. Now, what's visitation been like since the pandemic started? Well, interestingly enough, uh, we've had some trail and traffic counters out uh, throughout uh, 2020 and uh, th through the years before as well. Um, and interestingly enough, the visitation, and I don't, I don't think this is unusual, you know, to us, but the visitation here, particularly in the height of sort of the shutdown in uh, spring about a year ago, uh, we saw visitation up about 50% at most of our forest preserves. So um, I think people were, um, you know, sort of ready to get outside once the weather warmed up. Those first few kind of nice warm spring days like today, uh, we really saw visitation increase. You know, people had been cooped up for a few weeks at home. Uh, kids were not in school. They were, uh, you know, doing school from, from home. And I think parents were ready to just get outside and get on the trails and just, you know, have that um, access to nature. I think that was that people found to be so important. So I think, interestingly, I, I think people uh, who maybe have lived here in Champaign County for years took that opportunity and discovered the forest preserves, um, you know, maybe for the first time. That's what, the kinds of things we were hearing on social media. You know, oh, we've, we took a walk over at... Um, Hidden Acres today and you know it was just gorgeous and we didn't know this was here and that sort of thing so um, you know there weren't very many bright spots in 2020 but we feel like we were able to maybe offer it a little bit of that for for people who needed it. Now were there any particular uses that surprised you? Um, 
I know, not really. I think, you know, unfortunately our um, indoor spaces were closed. The museum and the interpretive center were closed down. The golf course uh, was closed for a month in April while they were sort of figuring out how they could still play the game of golf. Um, so people were coming out, you know, really just to be in nature and the hiking trails I think were popular. In fact, we, you know, were, were sort of getting comments that, you know, people needed to we needed to be worried a little bit about social distancing on the trails, which is something that's, you know, never been an issue before. Um, so we put some signage in just to make sure that people were aware that even though they were outside, they needed to be careful. We needed to be masked and social distanced and that sort of thing so that we could keep people safe. But um, yeah, I mean, even just people coming out and taking, having a picnic or taking a very short walk. Um, those were the kinds of things that people were doing. Now, you mentioned golf courses. Did you see an influx of uh, folks coming to play golf? I know uh, that was one of the first sports that kind of opened back up, right. first activities that opened back up for people. Right. And uh, even though we were limited, they had to stretch out the tee times a little bit. Um, we were uh, limited in how many people could be in a golf cart at once and that sort of thing. But yeah, I mean, I, again, I don't think this is unique to us, but certainly the game of golf um, was maybe rediscovered a little bit in 2020. Uh, we have a fantastic crew over at the golf course and they've done a fantastic job um, making that course you know, ready for golfers. It's a beautiful course anyway, um, but they figured out how to, how to keep the, the golfers safe, keep the staff safe and allow people to get out on the course. Um, and we did see, um, even though we were closed for the entire month of April and then had reduced um, golfers for May, we actually had a, a better year than we've had in the last 10 years. Wow. Just crazy, yeah. That's phenomenal. Now, uh, now, going back to your Forest Preserve District, how much open space has your Forest Preserve been able to protect? We have about 4,000, just a little over 4,000 acres now. Right, and what are some of the plans you, uh, the Forest Preserve District has for the future? Um, we are, uh, we would love to, you know, continue to acquire land as it becomes available. Um, we've been very fortunate to the land that we have acquired over the last 10 years or so has all been acquired through either grants or donations. Um, and as, and it's all been obviously through voluntary sale. We prioritize land that is along rivers and streams. Um, so it's not, you know, we don't seek out like, you know, as you may or may not know, um, this is some of the richest agricultural land in the entire country, I'm told. Um, so obviously the land that's set aside for agriculture will stay that way. What we look for is land that is not usually tillable land and that's land that's along rivers and streams which is where the uh, best natural resources are anyway so it works out really well and as i said we've been very fortunate uh, to get grants through the state of illinois through some private foundations um, and that's how we've added to our inventory and that's what we'll continue to do over time um, most of the time it's land that's adjacent to one of our existing preserves or a land that offers some uh, unique natural resources that we think uh, should be preserved for the long term and also uh, to provide education for uh, citizens of Champaign County. So those are the, some of the things that we'll continue to do. Um, one of the things I think that's really exciting about the Forest Preserve District and um, also a little um, 
maybe wasn't necessarily predicted was that we were able in 2020 to pass a uh, referendum. We had been planning this for uh, several years, long before COVID was on anybody's radar. Um, the, for, the, the Board of Commissioners thought long and hard about do we put this on hold or do we go forward in November 2020 with the referendum uh, effort as we had planned. We decided, you know, let's put it on the, on the ballot. We'll let the voters decide. Um, we ended up winning the, the referendum effort, uh, allowed us to increase our limiting rate just by a small amount. Um, but what we did was we needed, we needed those funds to um, maintain some of the infrastructure, the facilities, the buildings. So we aren't necessarily building anything new, uh, but we were at such a small amount um, of the, of the uh, property tax dollars that we were no longer able to just maintain what we currently own. So the voters agreed with that. Uh, they passed the, the limiting rate increase. And so we'll be spending the next few years doing things like new roads, uh, roofs on older buildings, uh, furnaces, um, you know, nothing, nothing really exciting or interesting, but things that you can't typically get grants for and things that were desperately needed. We've got a couple of spillways that need repair. Um, so the, the, the staff is excited about getting some of that work done as well. All right, excellent. Now I'm going to change gears real quick. Okay. Uh, I want to ask you, uh, what's the best advice you've ever been given? The best advice I've ever been given? Um, I would have to say that, um, and this has come in, I, don't, I can't tell you who gave me this advice, I can't remember, but um, it's come in really handy as I've moved into the executive director role here at the Forest Preserve. Um, and that is to be confident in making decisions. Um, and that doesn't mean you know, overconfident or you know, making decisions on a whim. I mean, certainly it means doing the research in the time that you have available, you know, seeking feedback from people that you trust. But then when you do um, come to a decision, go forward with that confidently. Um, you know, don't be wishy-washy, don't be, you know, don't waffle in that decision. Um, even if you're not 100% certain, you know, make the decision, do it confidently. And then if it turns out to be the wrong decision, um, own that, you know, be okay with changing course. Um, and explain to people why you're doing so. And I think that has really helped me in this role for one reason. Um, you know, I, I tend to be the kind of person who can think things to death. Um, and so at, at some point, you know, you have to pull the trigger on a decision. And so that's helped me a lot. But it also allows, I think, the people that work for you to be confident in making their own decisions and recognizing that it's going to be okay to make mistakes as long as you sort of take responsibility for that and, 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 then, and then fix it and then do the right thing. So... Um, so yeah, that has helped me immensely in my career. Now, what advice would you give a 21 year old? Um, now this is advice I did not get when I was 21, um, and sort of wish I had, but that is to, you know, follow, do a, do work that you just absolutely love, you know, follow a career 
that is your passion. Um, you know, I um, worked for about 20 years in city government before I came to the Forest Preserve District um, in community development work, which was very rewarding, uh, very important work, very re rewarding work, but it was not my passion. Um, and about 15 years ago, I decided to come over here to the Forest Preserve District. Um, and this work really is my passion. I love the mission of the Forest Preserve District. I, you know, I love that everybody who works here sort of has that same passion. Um, and I love the work that I do. So, um, you know, I don't have any regrets because I think you sort of, the choices that you make are, are made for a reason and it all brings you to the point you're at right now. Um, but that's what I would say to a 21 year old is, you know, even if, if, the, if it's not a place where you're going to make a ton of money, you're going to be doing this for a long time. So, so make sure that you really love what you're going to do. Now, if you could go back in the history of your forest preserve district and talk to someone, who would it be and why? Okay. Um, that would be Jane Patton. So Jane Patton, Jane and her husband, David, in the middle of the 1850s, I think 1854, they moved here from Indiana, settled here in Champaign County on about 2,000 acres of land. The first settlers, the first uh, European settlers to this region, um, they uh, you know, set up a homestead here. I think they had something like eight or nine children. Um, Jane Patton, uh, her her mem memoir, she kept memoirs, and which was later converted to a book entitled um, Remembrances of a Pioneer, I think. Um, so we have a lot of really good information about sort of the hardships that the early settlers um, faced, also some of the triumphs that she had in her life. Her husband died um, just a, you know, maybe 30 years after they moved here. She lived to be 96 years old, I think. Um, much of the land that they owned and, and farmed at the time has long been you know, converted to other uses, to residential or is still in agriculture, obviously not in the family anymore. Um, but they did preserve about 22 acres, um, never farmed it, never grazed it. And the, the, the Forest Preserve District was able to take um, ownership of about 19 of those acres. And it is a pristine upland forest. Um, and that's thanks to sort of the foresight of who, you know, Jane Patton, who was an early conservationist, um, and this, you know, this early uh, settler. And so, and that was one of the first projects we had, a, uh, we were about 15 acres already in district inventory, but we had the ability to add about four acres um, to that site when I first came on. So that was one of the first grants I was able to write when I came here. Um, so I got to learn a lot about the Patton family and Jane in particular. So she's a person that I think would be really fun to sit down and have a cup of coffee with. Fantastic. Now, uh, what is one thing you want one of your constituents or users to know about your Forest Preserve District? Um, you know, I would say that if you haven't been to all of our different sites, so Lake of the Woods, Homer Lake, Middle Fork, Sangamon River, River Bend are kind of the big five forest preserves, and then the Kickapoo Rail Trail. If you haven't been to all of them, 
you really should go because they all are unique in their own way. Um, they all have a little something different to offer. Um, and it, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a way to feel like you're getting away without really having to go very far. So that I think is what I would say to people. All right, well, thank you so much, Mary Ellen, for taking time out of your day to talk with me. I've enjoyed this conversation and uh, I thank you for all the work that you're doing. And during this pandemic, it's been crucial, I think, for a lot of people to yeah. have an outlet to get out and really experience nature, almost reconnect with nature for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's been really wonderful to see all of the amazing work that you guys are doing. So I commend all of you for everything you're doing. Thank you, Wayne. It's been a pleasure. All right. Thank you very much. All right.